Boz. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Good morning. I just presume you guys listen to this in the morning, and uh, I also presume that you know when I say guys, I don't mean specifically men. So good morning, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to Tuesday, October 30th. It is currently for me, Monday, October 29th. It is a hot as crap 80 degrees here in North Hollywood, and I'm recording my show. And uh, I just want to really quickly say the um, beautifully eloquent, sexy, powerful, professional voice you hear at the beginning of the show is my great friend Allison. She uh, lended me her vocal cords, as disturbing as that sounded, and um, gave a little bit of professional tone to the show. So a huge thank you to Allison. And um, let's get into this sucker. And as always, here is where I ramble or whatever before we get into the uh, templated, reliable part of the show. It is, uh, like I said, it's Monday afternoon. It's actually been a good dang day. Uh, For some freak reason, the Smurfs song is on my mind right now. Uh, If anybody know what that is, the Smurfs song? All right, well, here we go. Listen to this sucker. Kill yourself yet? Do you want to go on some sort of homicidal rampage? Uh, well, you know what? It's justified because for I don't know where I heard that today, but it has been on my brain all day, and it is. It's lucky I'm not driving at this point because um, that song can lead to horrendous, horrendous thoughts. So that's been on my mind. But moving on, um, it's been a cool morning. I actually had to go drive. Now you all know those. Um, this is. I don't want to say a bigger city thing in a pompous way, but I've only seen it in bigger cities where like at every random gas station or 7-Eleven, they have like a key copy hut. And you're like, how does that place make money? I never see people there. Well, today I didn't want to drive all the way to the Home Depot or Lowe's. I actually needed one of those key copy places. And of course, when I need it, can't find one. I finally found a random uh, locksmith place to get a key copy made for, uh, I'm going to New York this weekend and I need to get uh, my friend, uh, neighbor, a uh, copy of my uh, home key, house key, but it worked out because they had a. I was wearing my Boston hat, and the guy offered me a Boston Red Sox key, so that worked out. And then also while I was out, this is awesome. So for those of you in the military or uh, involved in the military, or spouses or family in the military, you may or may not have experienced the wonders that is the VA. And by VA, I mean the healthcare part of the, the Veterans Administration. Uh, not going to go negative and toxic, but I am on a med. This isn't like a deep secret, but I'm not going to get into it. But I'm on a med. I've been on this medicine for a long time, and I'm going to probably be on it for life. No big deal. Uh, and all of a sudden, these physicians and officers rotating in and becoming my new primary care doctor because in military medicine or in VA medicine, doc, the turnovers through the roof, they always want to reinvent the wheel. And they refused to refill this prescription uh, without a bunch of other bullcrap that I didn't have time for. Uh, and because of my medical background and because of me being me who's been on this med forever, I know I need it. And it's kind of bordering on unsafe to not have it. So F the VA, I was able to get these meds from India, uh, of all places. Uh, it took a month to get here, made it through customs, and I'm not in jail. 
but that's a sad state of affairs. That was more reliable, uh, God willing. Uh, the label, the packaging's pretty good. So it's it, it's either very, very, very impressive sugar pill, uh, very, very impressive anthrax, or the real thing. So hell, if it's a sugar pill, I'll take a placebo if it works. So uh, I had to go track down that package uh, from India. <laughs> and so it's been a unique morning. Uh, a Boston key, uh, house key copy and um, some medication from India. And uh, Lord, let's get into it. And I don't know. I'm not necessarily a history nerd, but I completely like trying to remember the things that have happened in the past because for whatever reason, our past seems more saturated with really uh, cool stuff that happened, whereas our kind of daily now, it's kind of almost embarrassing with all the pop culture crap that happens with all of our crazy Instagram, YouTube famous people that that's our history. I like the good old media history, so I try to reminisce uh, a little bit of nostalgia uh, for today in history. Extra, extra, read all about it, life story of Playboy Penny, extra, extra. And right off the bat is one of the coolest things I had ever heard of. I was not alive back then, but for today, October 30th, 1938, this event happened. I've heard about it. It's, it's kind of an infamous event. And I can't fathom living in a time where this happened and uh, what would happen now if something similar happened. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the latest bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. Toronto, Canada. Professor Morris of Macmillan University reports observing a total of three explosions on the planet Mars between the hours of 7.45 p.m. and 9.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This confirms earlier reports received from American observatories. Now nearer home comes a special bulletin from Trenton, New Jersey. It is reported that at 8.50 p.m., a huge flaming object, believed to be a meteorite, fell on a farm in the neighborhood of Grover's Mill, New Jersey, 22 miles from Trenton. The flash in the sky was visible within a radius of several hundred miles, and the noise of the impact was heard as far north as Elizabeth. We have dispatched a special mobile unit to the scene, and we'll have our commentator, Carl Phillips, give you a word picture of the scene as soon as he can reach there from Princeton. Yeah, for you youngsters out there, which actually kind of includes me, today, October 30th, 1938... <laughs> a Mars invasion causes national panic. Orson Welles panics the nation with his radio adaption of the War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells about a Martian alien invasion. Um, it's broadcast in the style of an ongoing news event. Many people missed the opening disclaimer and believed it was a live broadcast of an actual alien invasion. So it was basically our um, reality TV combined with found footage, paranormal activity kind of movie without the um, fortune of being told it was fake. So uh, a lot of people crap their pants basically. So can you imagine that now? Uh, I won't lie. I would be up in arms. I'd be collecting all my uh, weapons and ammo and locking my door and ready to roll with the green bastards. <laughs> so uh, I can't fathom that. That's astonishing. And that was only when they had radio. Can you imagine now with social media and all that? That rumor would spread like wildfire and it could be like, it could be the apocalypse for us. So uh, we will move on today, 1974, uh, boxing fans. Today was the Rumble in the Jungle, uh, famous, famous boxing match between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. Muhammad Ali beat George Foreman, and it was in Zaire. Zaire. Zaire? Why am I? That sounds wrong all of a sudden. I know everybody's like screaming right now at the podcast, but that place, uh, he won for the heavyweight boxing championship. 
Uh, moving on, moving on, moving on. This was just funny to me. In 1768, the first Methodist church is dedicated, uh, the Wesley Chapel in New York City. Uh, before I was Catholic, I grew up Methodist, um, and my father was married in the Methodist church, and we went to Methodist church off and on, and we kind of drifted over to, into uh, Lutheran. And then as an adult, I think prior to my last deployment, I converted into Catholicism. So uh, a little history about just religion. And cutting some birthdays, blah, blah, blah. But I just find this funny because sadly, the only reason this uh, gentleman is immortalized in my existence, stand by, skip that guy. First, this guy, 1966, was the birth of Abu Masab al-Zarqawi. Zarqawi. It's been a while since I've had to say that word. Uh, for you military people listening, you instantly recognize that last name, the Al Zarqawi. Why am I? I'm tongue tied today. That last name you will instantly recognize. He was a Jordanian born leader of Al Qaeda in Iraq. He was killed in uh, when U.S. forces bombed his safe house. Uh, I remember that last name being on many, many, many um, things uh, when it came to uh, what we were doing for our evenings activities on my deployments. So now moving on to the funny, the thing that I found ironic is that um, this gentleman was only immortalized and brought to my attention ironically because of this. You'll just love it. Or my name isn't Robert Goulet. Yep, that's right. That is Will Ferrell doing his impersonation of Robert Goulet. Born in 1933, he was an American Emmy, Tony Grammy winning singer, actor on Broadway. He was on, in Camelot. Um, and uh, Elvis Presley was said to have shot his TV when Goulet was on it. So that's interesting. The famous TV shooting by Mr. the king himself might have been due to Goulet. And that is the good stuff in history that I find to be entertaining enough to mention. So yesterday I had a great unexpected evening with my friend Kelly at the David Lynch Foundation when we were talking transcendental meditation. We were talking about journaling and all that. And uh, it's no secret if you're uh, familiar with the show is I try to journal daily to set myself up for success, plan my day and set kind of, I don't want to goals, but or just set a plan of attack for my day. So um, with that being said, here is Jeff's journal. And I always try to do a little refresher for anybody that might be new to this. Um, Jeff's journal is basically, I jot down three things I want to have, um, I want to focus on for the day. And those three things are gratitude, assertion, and action. I'm not knocking affirmations, but affirmations seem whimsical and loose. Assertion seems more definitive and factual. Uh, so for today, uh, gratitude. I am thankful, speaking of which, for the David Lynch Foundation and Transcendental Meditation. Uh, anybody that knows me knows that is probably the last thing anybody would have expected me to connect with, but it works for me as has grounded me and helped me be more than uh, many probably can fathom. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, I had a great evening there yesterday um, doing a, um, I don't know, for lack of better terms, you could call it a maintenance uh, group meditation session. And again, don't picture a bunch of people sitting on their knees, cross-legged in, in a room full of candles and incense. It's not that. Um, and then for tomorrow, today's assertion, I woke up after like about just under three hours, under four hours of sleep. So I was beat. Um, and so my assertion was that I am mentally energized. Uh, so I was physically dragging ass. So I was like, well, I might as well focus on being mentally energized. And ironically, it's actually work today. And lastly, action. 
um, that can be pretty much anything. Sometimes it could be all artsy fartsy. Other days it can be really pragmatic about like, you know, answer emails. Uh, today's action was keep moving. And, and I meant that literally because I was tired and I knew if I stopped and laid down, I would fall asleep. So my action was keep moving. And, uh, that's today. Yep. That's today's Jeff's journal. Now for some shenanigans. Today we bring back who was the formal uh, reigning champion, former reigning champion, Scott, for cowboy term or sex term. And I'm sure he's going to argue that we, I dropped down to three terms because it was taking too much time. But I'm sure he's going to argue that uh, Alex, who is now the reigning champion, who got three for three, so I'm looking at 100%, not the number of uh, phrases. He's, I'm sure he's going to bring up that discrepancy. But today we bring back cowboy term or sex term and we're going to let scott have a chance to defend himself and for those of you who don't know or unfamiliar with this i'm going to basically give scott a phrase or a group of words or a term or something and he has to decide if that word that stuff is either a cowboy term or a sex term and then he has to define it and i and sillily enough he has to do it in a pg pg 13 manner so if he picks a sex term and it sounds blatantly pretty heinous he needs to somehow define it without um, offending kids in the car listening to this with their parents. And then uh, you, the listener, will hear a sound that correlates with the right thing, despite uh, what Scott says. So you're going to either hear a yeehaw if it's a cowboy term. Uh, you're going to hear Duke Nukem, I'm bringing sexy back if it's a sex term. So with those rules on your mind, let's play cowboy term or sex term with Scott. All right, and like I said, uh, I was actually surprised Scott listened to the show, and he's already <laughs> frothed the bit to uh, redeem himself here. So what's up, buddy? Hey, man. Yeah, like I said, as well as being one of your longtime friends oh God, that was a <laughs> and collaborators, I yep. am a devoted listener. I listen every single day. I don't know who became a, a subscriber first. You were my mom, so I'll let you two Ooh. find it out at Thanksgiving, <laughs> at Thanksgiving dinner someday. <laughs> All right, uh, and since you did listen to today's show, I did drop it down to three just because we end up rambling so long. Um, so that might be your only argument that you have. You were the reigning champion with five, and Alex was the reigning champion at three. So it's totally not the same fight. But yes, and yet here's I must a chance. Exactly. I, I knew it wouldn't matter how many he had. It was just uh, something you had to do. So um, I already explained the uh, instructions in the opening, but just remember cowboy term or sex term. Tell me what you think it is. Uh, and then the definition PG, PG 13. And then I will tell you with an awkward pause that I'll put in post the sound effect, wh whether you're right or wrong. Sounds good. All right. So number one, cowboy term or sex term. <laughs> Riding drag. R-I-D-I-N-G, drag, D-R-A-G, riding, drag, cowboy term or sex term? Yeah, that's that's definitely a pump fake. The uh, a sex mm -hmm. term because of drag. I like where your head went, but this can't be because <laughs> that just sounds too obvious for a sex term. It's got to be a cowboy term. As far as definition, riding, drag, uh, I don't know. I, mean, I think it has probably something to do with like, like drafting with wind speed, but like on a horse or a bull or something. All right. All right. And it is. Yeah! Cowboy term. You were right. Ha! 
<laughs> one for one uh, and for your edification. The definition is uh, the Cowboys who rode at the rear of the herd while on a cattle drive. But yeah, I saw that one and I was just like, this is too good to be true. Nice. <laughs> All right. So you're one for one. All right. <laughs> I can't wait to get to the third one. Mother of God. Dun, dun. All right. Number two, cowboy term or sex term, midnight cowboy. Cowboy term or sex term, midnight cowboy. Ooh. Yes, like the movie. Oh, well, I was going to say, this is uh, this is definitely a sex term because of the movie. In point of Ooh. fact, a midnight cowboy would be a gentleman, uh, like a gigolo, basically. Uh, yeah. All right, and is he right? Cowboy term or sex term? I'm bringing sexy back. Sex term. Oh, two for two. I I have only heard. I'm embarrassed because I know uh, Midnight Cowboy was like an uh, Academy Award winner for like best picture. Oh, it's iconic. I've never. S- yeah, I've never seen it. I'm embarrassed to say. Oh, buddy. So, uh, I saw that. Yeah, My I saw that, and I was like, well, maybe this is so obviously a sex term that he'll question himself. So. Having not seen it, I pretty much spoon-fed you that because, yes, the definition <laughs> is a gigolo. Actually, that's the definition, a gigolo. And its origins are from the film by the same name. Uh, is the only X-rated movie. It's X-rated? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. And it's the only X-rated movie to win an Academy Award for Best Picture. I argue that's probably one of the few R-rated movies to win a Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's a good one. It's, it's intense and cool and weird. Well, now I got to see good. it. Yeah, that sells me on it. All right, two for two. Scott's just coming back with a vengeance. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Cowboy term or sex term number three. New York taco. Cowboy term or sex term. Oh, my God. New York taco. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I have heard a lot of terms in my day, but I don't think I've ever heard New York taco. <laughs> Jesus. My brain goes so many places when I hear that, too. Oh, as it should. As it should. <laughs> My God. I yeah, don't even is... know. I have no idea. <laughs> this um, might be my coup de grace. This might be my best one of all. Wow. This, this could be your crowning achievement. I'm not sure. Yeah. Sad. Sad. <laughs> uh, shoot. You know what? I got to <laughs> say, I'm, I'm stumped. I'm not sure what it is. I don't feel like with a, with a name like New York Taco. I don't feel like that could be that could possibly be a cowboy term. Like I feel like it's so outlandish. But then watch, watch it'll be one of those terms. That's like it's definitely like a weird, obscure thing. Ah, uh, okay. Gotta commit. Gotta commit. All right, I'm gonna go with. I am gonna go with sex term actually. New York taco. Theoretical definition. All right. New York taco. Let me think on this for a sex term without getting too (laughs) graphic or strange. Uh, Okay. This is my favorite part. Okay. So uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with it's a sex term and I'm going to go with it has something to do with like there's a there's a very specific term that also that gets that taco gets used for as a euphemism. All right, yes, I'll I'll buy that. I'm gonna say it starts with a V, and I'll I'll leave it at yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it's like a like a 
dirty like a dirty one you're going like going down on a on a dirty a dirty all taco. right uh scott says sex term and a very um random uh, roundabout way of definition and is it is in fact a i'm bringing sexy back sex term three for three now this definition is epic because actually on the site they word it in such a way it's outside of one medical term or a physio anatomy term is completely g-rated so really tune in tune into this one so new york taco it's a vagina do, do, that makes do, 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 do. it's the whole music do, 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 do. whole music oh my god hideous hideous <laughs> so descriptive and so gross yet so non-committal if you think about it see i wasn't sure if it was cool to say vagina but now that i know that it is i will definitely say vagina i think vagina's fine yeah if i you think could it's say fine. i mean you could say vagina on cheers well i like, just didn't want to be my, like my... oh when you go down no, on it's a fair. vagina no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, we've all learned something here today. We have indeed. <laughs> I, uh, you, I, you've now, um, you've knocked the, uh, you're now the king of the hill when it comes to cowboy term or sex term. Uh, it's a weird thing to be proud of, I guess. But <laughs> I, that's exactly what Alex said yesterday. He's like, I don't know how I feel about getting winning this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be proud of this or not, but uh, I, I well, somehow am, a little weirdly. Yeah. To use the uh, word from the definition of the last one, I'll just let you marinate in that and uh, go about your day. <laughs> Wait, what? Cool, thanks, buddy. I said I'll let you marinate in your win and go about your day. Ah, uh, nice. Sorry, it like cut out right <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> it was the God saying, we don't need to hear that horrible joke. Fix it in post. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> And lastly, uh, is my conversation with Kelly and, um, it is a very, very good conversation. She's a longtime friend. Uh, we both, tra- uh, practice transcendental meditation at the David Lynch foundation. Um, and to put it succinctly and with a little bit of adult language, uh, this woman has been through some shit, uh, voluntarily, involuntarily and everything in between. And she has, forced herself to drive on and better herself and find ways to just survive on this planet. And, uh, it's truly, truly inspiring. Uh, there are moments throughout the interview where I actually sounded like I was just a really crappy, uh, host and a poor interviewer. And it was actually just because I was genuinely speechless in awe of her attitude, her outlook and how she looked at things and how she processes this world. And, uh, uh, what's cool about her is she's not some, for me, a person that's like intangibly optimistic to the point where it's like, feels like you can't relate. Uh, she's realistic, she's grounded, and she's very uh, based in reality, but she's also doing some stuff with her mind, uh, her mind, body, and spirit that uh, I think all of us should long to um, uh, replicate. So an amazing conversation. This is the first one I've done one-on-one. The audio is a little, um, I, I I have a heavier voice, so my audio is a little loud, and I only have one audio file, so I apologize. Deal with it, but it is a beautiful conversation, uh, and I look forward to many more. My conversation with Kelly Jones. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I normally do this staring at a wall. This is so weird with you here. I feel like, can I go to another room? Um, all right, and like I said in the opening, I always talk to my friends and bring them uh, on the show, and this is actually the first in-person one with a longtime friend, first time face-to-face meet, 
Kelly Jones. Hello. I feel like I already know you. I know. Exactly. That's the thing about social media. I know. Oh, I always say like, I hate, I wish people had their like uh, Instagram or their little, whatever avatar on their shirt, yep. because that's what I know people buy. I should put a sticker just with my handle, my at Kelly Jones underscore. Exactly. <laughs> How tacky are we? And you're taller than I thought. So, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, so we're taller than we thought, yeah. but when I went to hug, I was like, Oh, Exactly. <laughs> um, and so for those listening, uh, this is the first one I've done face-to-face. Uh, schedule-wise, it just conveniently worked out. And I know Kelly and I are at the David Lynch Foundation bowels of the offices where we both learned uh, Transcendental Meditation. And first, not forget the present tense, past tense. Tell us about you. About me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my, my life has been really interesting. Um, I would say like, how do I identify right now? Um, I call myself um, a podcaster, journalism student and an actress. Um, That's who I am today. (laughs) But you know, we all have a past life. Um, I was in the military. I think that's how you and I first got connected. I was in the Navy. Um, and then I got out and moved to LA to do the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. world and, and, and college and found myself in a frenzy of some chaos for a couple of years, yeah. um, you know, but here how we go. Um, are you? I feel like we're doing like an A&E biography here. Yeah. Where were you from before L.A.? Um, I'm from Oklahoma. OK, I knew that. Yeah. Tiny well, a lot town. of these things I got to pretend I don't know yeah. for everybody else listening, <laughs> but I, I forgot I knew that. Yeah. Now, before the Navy, that's where you're from. Yep. I, uh, I was born in Las Vegas, but okay. uh, my family, I guess, didn't want to raise me there. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> so we moved to a tiny town uh, called Tahlequah. In northeastern really? Oklahoma. I like the Navy because, like, for me, the ignorant Navy, like, to the Navy world, like, Navy Ocean. Yeah. Oklahoma, not ocean. Yeah. Oh, I think that's what drew me to the Navy. I always tell people, they're like, what made you want to join? Yeah. And, you know, I my story is just super interesting and, like, impulsive, how I used to be. But I, you know, I had a really rough time in my first year of school. Yeah. I was in college. And... You know, nothing was going right, and I, I was looking for a way out, I guess, because I was landlocked, like you said, like yeah. just Oklahoma, there I am. <laughs> what am I going to do with my life? Everything's crumbling. And I was driving one day, and I, I saw a Navy ad in a, on a bench, like a bench. Wow. And I, and I called my mom, and I was like, Mom, I think I know what I want to do. And she was like, what? I'm like, I think I'm going to join the Navy. And here I am, right? Cheerleading captain the year before that. Um, you know, cheerleading like homecoming, cheerleading yeah. sweetheart. You know, totally not who I was. My brothers didn't join. My parents weren't in. My grandfather, World War II veteran. But just totally random, right? Wow. And they said, no, please don't go. Please don't. A week later, I That's was signed funny. up. We have a very parallel story. That's uncanny, actually. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I, I was in Idaho. Same thing. I knew I wanted to join at some point. And I just kept chickening out, basically. <laughs> yeah, in Idaho, and I didn't go clear to the, the waters of the Navy, but it was the exact same thing. I went home and told my parents and proposed to my at-the-time girl the next day. So the, the Army got me before the fiancé. <laughs> Maybe um, that's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's a whole other side story. That's a whole other side story. So you... Um, how long? How old were you, were you when you did this? This was in high school. I was eighteen. I graduated high school young. I was seventeen. Okay. So I went to college for a year. Okay. And somewhere like my after my first semester, that's when I, I made the decision. So I actually turned nineteen at boot camp. I day two crap. at boot camp. I'm like sitting there and I'm falling asleep. Like they're beating us, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like at nine p.m. I'm like it's my 
birthday. Wow. Like I'm 19 now. You turned 19. I think I turned 30 in basic training. Oh, well, everybody's got a journey. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, and maybe that's... Uh, maybe that's why I had such a hard time yeah. in my mid twenties. I don't. I don't know because I I was so sheltered, and then I went into this new world, and you know, then here I am on my own. And I'm in awe of you, and I'm not just saying yeah. that. Like you genuinely, like, like every time the things you've said, and when we've been texting about, you know, everybody has a journey. And you're like, hey, go meditate. I'm like, God, she's got her shit figured out. <laughs> well, it, well, I don't want to <laughs> say like we're always like what I've realized. Like this this last year from 20, I'm 29, mm -hmm. from 28 to 29, like. Somewhere along that, it was like something just clicked for me. Like wow. what I wasn't doing before, like what or what I was doing, it wasn't working for me. Um, and I didn't like consciously realize that. But something, I, you know, I had a very, very, very hard 2017. Yeah. It was, um, you know, a life-changing incident. And um, sorry, I get emotional. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's why um, I didn't want to. And, you know, it was just kind of like this point. I woke up in January of this year. And I'm like, I cannot live like this anymore. Like I was in all these dark places yeah. in my mind. Like I call it dark night of the soul. Oh, I and love it. you're just, you know, I'm just trying to figure it out. And so I don't ever want to say like, oh, I have it all figured out. Like I For know sure. it all because everybody has their own journey and, and it's never going to be the same as someone else's. And that's okay because we learn at different times. Yeah. And I, I always joke because I have no shame. Like I, I, I'm an open book. I, I have nothing to hide. So I'm just like, you know, like I failed so so many times <laughs> and that's okay because I use it as a lesson. Yeah. Like I've realized the value in failure whereas I used to like let it break me and completely destroy my life. Like I had no anchoring. What I did not have was a foundation. Yeah. You know, I, my, with so my So you were you like just spinning your wheels? I was like just spinning just, my wheels. Yeah. Like and I, I didn't realize until this, this, like I said this year, like how much, you know, things in my childhood affected me, yeah. the way that I learned how to communicate with people, the way that I learned to love people, like what I saw growing up, you know, and I'm not going to dog yeah. my upbringing. I love my family. I love my parents, but it, it's just, I didn't learn healthy ways of doing uh -huh. things because we, you know, growing up, we, it's like learned behavior. You, yeah. You just right? did what you did. Yeah. Yeah. So my thing was like, just bolt, just things get hard, just bolt and leave yeah. it all behind. And that's not right. That's not the way. And that's why everything keeps coming up. Right. Yeah. So what I, at, you know, I'm, I'm 29 now, but I was 28 when I started this new journey. And like, I was like, I'm just tired of this cycle. I'm tired of like, all of these like why do i keep making these dumbass decisions yeah. like why can't i get it together and you know i just i started changing my own life like i stopped looking for answers and other people yeah, like i i didn't sure. i didn't i stayed off social media for many many months this started in january i haven't i didn't date i don't even think i've been on a date all year and that sounds really terrible because i was that girl that never did like i always had a boyfriend uh -huh. right always dating someone and that's that's a problem too so i spent this whole year in isolation really learning who i am um and learning to be okay with it because that's hard for people like yeah. our ego yeah for someone to come up and tell you how fucked up you are yeah. excuse my language no that's fine yeah that's and then sure. look at the mirror and just say i'm fucked up yeah right and so it, this whole year has just been about that and i think you introduced me to tm or you told me about it in august i think you came out of your your isolation yeah just yeah. enough for me to see something and it was the book i posted about the sound meditation and and, and sound. oh that's right holy crap yeah what a small world mm -hmm. yeah do you find because of this I, I love our jobs and our city and all this stuff <laughs> but this city is soulless sometimes do you, do you find i don't know about you and i'm not i mean we can get all deep in ourselves here but like i have a support system at home I, i'm very fortunate in a lot of my background my upbringing and my friends and my family but I don't know, this industry and this city feels like isolating. Mm -hmm. Did that feed, or are you that way? Like, did that feed the 
the negativity for you? Absolutely. I, you know, I was married when I first moved here yeah. in 2012 and okay. that marriage did not work. Yeah. And you know, I, Oh, so you came here married. married. Yeah. Wow. And it, you know, it just did, didn't work out. And I think it's been over four years now. And so after that, you know, I lost the, like all I ever wanted growing up was stability. Right. Yeah. And, and something just, something that was just there for me and like I lost all of that so I went into a tailspin because like you said like it's so I found it so difficult to find real people to connect with like people that weren't frenemies people that didn't want something from me um, people that didn't want to use my veteran status um, to elevate themselves or you know and it was and I found myself in groups like that and you know I'm I'm not gonna say anything negative but it just it didn't work for me and I completely just had to pull back from it because yeah. I couldn't find people like honest people yeah. that were like, I guess deep or, yeah, or yeah. had the same values that I have or wanted the same. I'm things. in awe. Because I'm you're speaking. I'm, I'm sure uncannily I'm the sure, same. It, you like, know, growing I'm, up yeah. in the Midwest, like you, that's why yeah. you, I already have a you know I, I connect with you because sure. when you meet someone from the Midwest, it's like this. You can't really describe it. I've but. bitched on this podcast more <laughs> times than I can count already about how. I'm getting the chills on how much I like. I trust my fellow vets. I trust my fellow friends and actors. But there's something when I go visit my parents in Nebraska, mm-hmm. or if I go back to Idaho, or if I go to Montana, where there's just a blind relaxation that happens when I meet yep. anybody. And we're here, just I don't know what it is. I mean, I know, I know I there know, have been negative examples I could use very specifically, but there's just something that just. And coming here, and I, you're, I probably I almost say this the rest of the podcast is how I'm preaching the court. We're preaching each other's choir. Yeah. Like coming here with stability and then losing that. You know, like mm-hmm. I got divorced right before I moved here. Wow. Moving here was the the inception of the divorce. Like okay. she didn't want to do this life, and I was like, I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like and then coming from a salaried paycheck of Navy or Army, and for mm-hmm. me, firefighting, coming to this chaos, coming to this world of isolation, and if you're already got at the I love to be rephrasing the tailspin inertia. Yeah. You got to almost come here with your shit right. Yeah. Before you put yourself in the grinder. Because if you're already going down, the city won't, the inertia won't take you out. Mm-hmm. This isn't the place to come. This isn't the industry to come to when you got a lot going wrong. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to what you said about when you go home. I, you know, what I realized for me, I know why you feel like that. Like, I, I'm very fortunate too. Like some of my best friends to this day, we were best friends in, in junior high and high school yeah. and we talk all the time. And what it is, is when you go home, you realize like these people don't want anything from me except for my presence. Yeah. Like they just want to love me. Yeah. They don't want anything from yeah. me. And it's not the same out here. Yeah. You're very, it's you're very fortunate if you find yeah. that here. Well, I've even said that, like, I, okay, we all know there's there's a lot of evil wolves in any city. LA, I would think, has a, a good <laughs> density of it. But I think a lot of it, sometimes just the situation, like there are some people that are out to be very malicious and backstabbing and take advantage of you. But also the city can take some of the nicest people and just make them... Jaded. Jaded and unavailable. Not to the point where they are... Like, it's almost nicer if somebody stabs you in the back because you're like, oh, I get it. You're a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people could just like... Their intentions are the best. But I mean, even... I'm kind of maybe excusing myself as being a bad friend of somebody I can't think of. But even the logistics of geography of this city. Like, mm-hmm. somebody can have their heart in the right place. And if they're like, can you help me move? And you're like, it'll take me about three hours to get there because you live here. Whereas in like Montana or Idaho and all that, like you can always follow through with your intentions Mm -hmm. because of driving or everything's more possible. There's less taintedness here. Yeah, You keep bringing up just really, really good things that I talk about like all the time to anybody that'll (laughs) that'll listen to me. But you know, it's, it's when, 
and speaking of being jaded, like yeah. I look back and I have probably just like everybody else has every reason in the world to be jaded. Yeah. And I made a commitment like somewhere, maybe I'd lived here for a couple of years, but I was like, I'm never going to let this city jade me. Yeah. I'm not going to do it because I don't have to behave like that. I don't have to treat people like that. That's yeah. not how I was raised. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't have stars in my eyes. I'm not willing to sell my soul for anything. Yeah. And you know, I had to go through a really hard period to, to get to where I'm at, but I won't, I won't, compromise yeah. um, who I am ever, ever again for somebody else. So, um, gosh, now I'm like, talking about not being jaded. Yeah. Just not, like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Like I don't have to do that. And, and with the thing is with people here, you know, the ones that are just bad, yeah. right. And, and then you have the people that have the good intentions. But yeah. the thing is, is everybody's looking out for number one. Yeah. It's always number it's one. It's hard to be a good not, I don't think, I mean, I, I think anybody that knows me or knows you one way or the other, like odds are like we're, our, our reputations proceed us to the point where none of this needs to be said, but I, we're not perfect people, but I know it's hard to be a good person in this city. It's like it's, hard. it's not, that, it's not that the city's full of bad people. I mean, Peter, the guy that Kelly and I know at David Lynch, he's astonishing. He's oh, a vet. He's a coincidentally. person. He gives me hope in, For sure, yeah. in humanity. And that's the thing that I've said this multiple times on any platform I can think of is that it's sad that those experience the the pr proportion of experiences are inverse here. Mm -hmm. And I always use the the metaphor of like when you go to a restaurant, every time you go, it should be like, oh, that service was great. Whereas here in, in LA, you're like, God, that was a nice person. I haven't met a nice person that, for a while. It's like it's, they held uh, the it's door the open opposite. for me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like like all these things that we should it's just the minority. do, right? It's it, the minority experience. Yes. And and I I had this one encounter at a bank. I was with my ex. I remember this like it was yesterday. <laughs> we were waiting in line and we, this old lady was like, like we were kind of like, I don't know, we were going to cut her off, but we stopped and we said, excuse us, you know, really friendly. And he's from Chicago uh -huh. and the Midwest and I'm from Oklahoma. And she just was in awe. And she said, oh my gosh, she's like young people these days don't really have, you know, uh, manners. And she's like, I'm just surprised. And she's like, thank you. She like thanked us for wow. saying, for having manners. Yeah. And and I'm like, that's awful. Yeah, that, that like, shouldn't surprise her. No. It should surprise, like my mom, if somebody didn't say like ma'am or open a door wherever they're, because uh, they're in Utah right now, <laughs> she'd be more surprised that they didn't do it. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but like I get, especially in this industry where everybody's all sensitive about everything, uh, I got hammered more times than once when I first started going to auditions or anything saying sir or ma'am. Yeah. Like people were offended. They're like, just don't. Yeah, they're offended. And you reminded me of a story. This is very quick. Um, no, it's I was at Starbucks a few years ago, 2014. I, I was working as a journalist at the time, and I went to Starbucks every single day. And there was this one day where I, I was just fed up with the lack of manners, <laughs> right? And this chick just like, like goes out, like just walking with her head in the air. And I, I hold the door open for her and she doesn't even acknowledge it. And it's like, I'm not like doing it for you to acknowledge it, but I actually was, that's how, that's where I was at. I told you I was in a dark place. Yeah. I yelled, you're welcome. <laughs> like that's you, where though. I was at. Good for and you. I'm just I don't like, know. Yeah. Cause it all just builds up and it's yeah. like, what is wrong with you people? Like, do you think LA is the only place in the world that exists? Like yeah. there are freaking real problems is, out I've, there. I've, I've, I think on one of the other shows, <laughs> I was talking about holding doors open for people yeah. or I did it for somebody. We should do a little like video series oh, about God, that. Yeah. Apparently we, yeah, we have a lot of uh, material, but I did a, I opened a door for a woman and she was offended. She goes, I can do it. Like, oh, oh, see, that's the other, like, uh, I can't, can't win. You can't win. Yeah. You absolutely cannot win. Yeah. I, I, I don't, well, and then if, if you can deny the answer to this, but I don't know about you, but like, I know I don't want to be jaded, 
but I know this city can jade me. If, oh. if you like, you, if you know you're susceptible to something, you know to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. So like, I tend to either hole up or focus on stuff that makes me happy or whatever. But it's also, I don't want to like go too deep without hurting you in your last year. But like, <laughs> it can also this downward spiral of you're like, well, the city's gonna jade me, so I'm gonna hole up. But I'm in a dark place. But now I'm in a darker place because I'm holding up, and the city's jading me. Okay, the city's jading me. Now I'm getting in a darker place. Now I'm getting more holed up. And yeah. it's it's a it's, it goes back to that foundation that I had yeah. to build. Um, I, I can honestly say this entire year, I can maybe think of a handful of days that I've had that were had the potential to go that way yeah. because I had to build that foundation. I never had the grounding when yeah. I first moved here. I ha- did not have that. I was the unhealthy coping mechanisms. Yeah. Um, you know, anything I could do to get my mind off of the pain that I was feeling yeah. inside. What do you do? What is your for lack of better terms, escape or because you're you're not a druggie. I didn't no. see you on in on the Sixth Avenue in a ditch, nope. sniffing blow. Nope. I, uh, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't do drugs. Um, I socially drink, but I do try yeah. to stay away from from any mind altering substance yeah, yeah. that I can. But um, TM now, yeah, yeah. which we'll probably get into for in a sure. little bit. But um, I, I just kind of isolated myself, um, which was really unhealthy because it's about balance, right? Sure. It's bad to isolate but, too much, but I had to. I had yeah. to at that time. Um, so now I'm stepping outside and really finding a balance, but I'm making sure that I get that alone now, are time. you stubborn? Is that like kind of makes you like, I think for me, stubbornness, and this isn't like some deep, like Jeff is going to open a vein tonight. But like, I think sometimes like the thing that kept me from whatever for Jeff subjectively from going down that one last yeah. two or three levels was yeah. just sheer will and mm-hmm. determination didn't mean I had my shit fixed or yeah. right but it, yeah. is that you it's you strike like, me as extremely kinda, in a good way stubborn yeah like, yeah I know it's like I am I am not interested in competing with other people sure. anymore I don't yeah. even know if I ever really was I'm competitive I'm just as competitive as an ex- yeah. alpha type personality <laughs> but I can I compete against myself yeah. now so that is what I say now if I'm, I'm like I'm not gonna go back to how I was living before I'm not gonna do it so I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna write positive affirmations and I'm gonna read <laughs> spiritual books that nurture my soul yeah. until I feel strong enough to set boundaries with yeah. things that I struggle with. Now is that inherently in your wheelhouse of stuff to do or are you like for me, like I was like, I'm gonna do this because I'm told it will help. No. Versus I didn't I didn't want to, I needed to. So when I first saw this, I, I don't. My mind was blown yeah. when I started learning this this spiritual journey that I'm on. But it was more so kind of like you know I tried all these things, and I don't really know about this, and it's kind of weird to me. Yeah. Like talking to myself out loud, saying affirmations, I feel really weird. Yeah. But at this point, I have to do something Got different. So I said, why not? I remember yeah. saying to myself, you know, God, like why not? Here yeah. we go. So I started on February 1st. Um, I was already meditating and doing some things in January, Mm -hmm. but February 1st, I bought a composition notebook and I just started writing affirmations. I write, I still do it to this, it's it's October, almost November, I still do it. I filled up seven notebooks now. I write the date that I'm doing it and if if it's a 28 line page or 30, I write the affirmation out. I am blah, blah, blah. I am this and I I focus on who I am already because I want to stay that Uh way who I want to become, what I want to work on, what I want to attract into my life. And I just write it out. And sometimes I'm like, if it's not even true, but I'm going to write the shit out anyway, because yeah. it probably will come true if I believe that. This is uncanny. I, <laughs> I, I have on this show a segment called Jeff's Journal yeah. where I read, because some of this stuff is just pure therapy for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you guys hopefully want to hear this shit. Yeah. But I actually have a journal for the same reason, and it's a composition <laughs> notebook. Yeah. And I, um, what I started doing is I met a, a, North, a surgeon. Um, he, he's very, he's got his, he seems like he's one of those dudes you meet, you're like, this guy, I'm, you're jealous how 
much they have their shit together. You're like, oh, why can't I be you? You know, to the point where you're like almost frustrated with them. You're like, what? Can't you just bitch and moan with me one day? Like, have a bad day with me. And uh, but he, um, he, every time I see him, he, he, he's very receptive to like off days or me just yeah. having needing searching. And he goes, go home and start a journal. I was like, oh god, you know. And I always make the joke in this Jeff's journal segment of my show. I'm like, it's not like Doogie Howser where I'm like, I wax poetic about some amazing event. <laughs> But I do the same thing. I have three sec, three bullet points. I keep mine pretty succinct because I know as Jeff, if I get too whimsical, I'll not come back to it. But I have three bullet points, and they're gratitude, um, assertion, and um, action. Yep. So like, I'm what I'm thankful for, which is kind of like you, what you said, like what you want to stay like and what yep. you want to be aware of. My I use the word assertion not because I think I'm better than that, but as affirmation always felt like for the way my brain works sounds not definitive. So yeah. I, same answer. And then grad or, uh, action is like sometimes as trivial as like answer your emails today. But it's just or but like it should be more of like, you know, go out and get fresh air, like stuff that feeds me. But other days it is just like make sure you take your dog for a walk. You and know? that's and, okay. Like I it's sometimes it's just good to write it yeah, out. Yeah. And so when I talk about balance, that's what I did. And I almost like went too far with it because there was a point where if I did have a bad day, I felt guilty for having a bad day. And just yeah. what your friend was saying, yeah. like it's okay. to. And I had to learn that, right? Because yeah. nobody's perfect. Every day is not going to be a freaking monarch butterfly yeah. <laughs> going through my path. You know, like I see all the time. It's not going to be unicorns and rainbows. Yeah. And that's okay. So yeah. it's just learning. Like, And I went from being this this person I don't even know to now I can like look in the mirror and be okay with who I am and the mistakes that I've made yeah. and who I'm becoming and I'm actually excited about it that's like I went from awesome. wanting to die every day to like embracing the fact that I'm freaking alive that's so awesome. and it's, it was all from because we have more control than people think yeah even over our thoughts yeah. like I don't even I don't buy that anymore like I, I do this thing if I am hearing something like if I'm doing negative self-talk, then I just try to cut it off as soon as I, yeah. you know, if it's not productive, it's like, yeah. why would I do anything that's counterproductive? Well, if you me? think about it, and I was actually, this was a note I was going to address sometime this week is we have the ability, at least I know I do very easily to go down the negative rabbit hole. Like you stub your toe wrong, you, the rest of the day, any interaction I have, I could make negative. Why can't the same be said for the inverse? Yep. Like, and so for some reason us as humans, or maybe, I don't know, it's like you, it's like, well, I can have a really shitty day with an interaction with an ex online, and that can plague me all day long. But why? That's a can't, tough one, though. I, yeah, I can't say sure. that that wouldn't be Yeah, but me. for sure, it's it's all. If you think about it, it's it's just mental and your handling of it and translating it to more negative. Yeah. Well, why can't we do the opposite? One of the affirmations that I still say out loud and write is like, "I am a deliberate thinker." I say the same way. I say I'm in control of my I'm in control of my thoughts. I'm in control yeah. of my thoughts. I am in control of my emotions. I am in control of my actions. Yeah. And nobody can make me feel any way that I don't want to feel. And, and it sounds really, if anybody's not into this, it's no, like it's... very weird. But that's just what I do because it makes me feel yeah. better. It makes me a better person. It makes me feel better. So therefore, I treat other people better. And then that goes around. You know, like like a freak. I had no choice. I mean, it's, it was like life, life yeah. or death, and this is how I live now, and I'm happy with yeah. it. You know. Well, did you when you're? I'll just call this self help, but that really trivializes yeah, it, it. But in your self help fixing journey, did you find the more like? I would work so hard at trying to self help that it became a chore. Like it, it was almost like I would work so hard at something that it was. Oh God. I'm not self-helping. I need to be self-helping. And it was just like, wait, the thing I'm trying to do to self-help 
is making me not lose, now I'm losing sleep because I'm, you know, and it, yeah, it's, are you it's that kind of balance. person? It's, it's, yeah. It goes back to the balance, right? Because yeah. then you start feeling guilty for, for yeah. thinking you're doing too much or not enough. And yeah. it's like, oh, at some point you just got to let it go. Yeah. I, I still, I still do. It's like, oh no, I shouldn't be upset about this or yeah. I shouldn't be, but it's like, who says you should be anything? Yeah. Like when people tell me now, like, oh, I really should, like I have a girlfriend who's like, I really should be dating someone or I should be doing this. I'm like, first of all, why should you? Because yeah. society says that you should. Yeah. Like, I don't like the word should. I don't, I don't like, like the shirt, like word want anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I try to be very deliberate with my intentions and in the way that I live my life. And I, like I said, everybody's different. One yeah. thing that Tony, I don't know if you're into Tony Robbins, but yeah, I love I've him. Yeah, I've heard of the guy. Something that he does, something that he does that I, I, I used him. So when I did the affirmations, I also was on YouTube all day watching, you know, his seminars, mm -hmm. watching um, like spiritual videos, like anything that would make me feel better. Yeah. I was watching and just immersing myself in it. There wasn't even like, there's the saying, boredom is the devil's playground. Yeah. I I wasn't giving my I wasn't giving any time for anything like That's that beautiful. to even get in my in my brain because it was just constantly yeah. like growing, right? Like growth. But Tony Robbins has this thing when you think about like a depressed person or you're depressed which I have lots of experience yeah. of being depressed. Um, your body language is often very closed, right? You might be looking down, you're not making eye contact. And so an exercise that I would start doing that I heard in that was, you know, like stand up and put your shoulders back as like far back as you can I, and lift yeah. your head up. And then a simple change in like the way that you're standing yeah. or sitting can just change I think he says that in one of his books too. Yeah. I've read, yeah, it's and astonishing. It's, it's so simple, right? Yeah. And that same thing with transcendental meditation. It's so simple. Affirm, writing affirmations is so simple. Yeah. Saying affirmations is so simple. TM is so simple. It's so simple that people don't even believe in it yeah. because it's so easy. People want rocket science for yeah. the cure. And it's not. Yeah. It is not. I used to make life much harder on myself. Than yeah, that. for sure. It for sure. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. You know, it's the shame and the guilt that we're taught that we have to have. Yeah. Right? I mean, like the thing, I'm, I'm taking notes for myself. Like, what I learned well, from no, Kelly like, today. No, like I said, like, I don't have it all figured no, out. No, but you have a plan I, of attack. I know is, what works for me yeah, right exactly. now, right? And we're yeah. always changing. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen in my life tomorrow. I don't yeah. know what kind of shit's going to come in, like illness, loss. Yeah. I don't know. But what I'm doing right now is I'm getting as many healthy coping mechanisms as I can. Yeah. So my foundation is so strong yeah. that nothing will take me to hell. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you have a wobbly foundation, like yes. you said, anything that hits yeah. you is going to be oh, cataclysmic. It's gone. Yeah. It's like, you know, like. Well, one thing you said, and this is what I'm now learning in retrospect is, is you, the, what he said, boredom is the devil's playground. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like if you're in a bad place, and I'll just use, because I'm harping on this on all my shows, but all the shows is like if you're just after a breakup, and if you just sit there and saturate in whatever's wrong, but if you can distract yourself, God willing, it's with, you know, not drugs and alcohol, but something healthy. you feel, yeah, healthy distraction. Like that's the minute I started doing the stupid podcast, it, like the first time I did it, it took me like eight hours because I was just learning all the software, and, but it gave me something to do. And that's why what people say about getting a dog or whatever, like it gives you something to not live for. That sounds a little extreme, but that can be the case. Well, it's a purpose, right? But yeah, it gives you a purpose and a sense of something. And then even further where you're talking about um, like saturating yourself on YouTube with Tony Robbins yeah. stuff. I saw this meme and I hate starting any sentence that way. But <laughs> so, hey, I, I lived my life through memes for a while same. because I needed to be happy. Yeah, and you'll take anything. <laughs> and I saw one the other day that spoke, said something like, maybe you're, said something about you're, uh, it's, you're tired when you're not doing something you want to do or whatever. It says you're not really tired. You just aren't getting the energy you get from something you enjoy. Yeah. So like if you're, especially out here in LA, I don't know about you, but the thing I enjoy is at the mercy of somebody else. Like it's really like I'm always looking for work and looking for mm -hmm. work and you feel like if you lose that sense of energy or that sense of purpose, 
then that's where even the devil's playground scenario happens. You get distracted, whatever little festering depression is there can feed anger, negativity, pessimism, all that jadedness. Yes. So, and it's, it's so interesting because it goes back to balance, yeah. right? Cause you don't like what I used to do, which sent me in the, there we go, tailspin again, yeah. was distracting myself so much that I wasn't dealing with what was happening. For sure. Right? Yeah. Cause then you get yourself That's in a catch trouble. Too. You're not fixing the problem. Yeah, you're, you're not just, fixing uh, yeah. the problem. So it's okay. So now if you're having a bad day and you want to cry or yeah. be mad, sit there and be mad, damn it. And if yeah. you're like grieving the loss of a person that you were in a relationship with or just let it let it happen, right? Yeah. But it's not going to break you because you've, you're processing it, you're healing. Yeah. I never learned to do that. Yeah. Trust me, your life is much easier when you deal with the shit. Yeah, I was going to say, were run. you the bottle it up person or oh, ignore it? Yeah. I was ignore, bottle up, and then, and then some little thing happens and I'm flying Explode. off the handle. Yeah, yeah. And I still have days like For that. Sure. Like, you know, I'm a woman, that time of the month, whatever. <laughs> I still have days that I, you know, they're I will rare. vouch, you are a woman. <laughs> yes, they're, they're rare, but I have them yeah. where I just explode sometimes, but that's okay. Cause we're all trying to figure it out, right? Like we're all just trying to figure out what works for us. And you know, I just, it's a beautiful journey. Yeah. If you choose to see it like that, yeah. like we have, we have a choice how we see things. And anyone that tells me otherwise, I don't believe it because I used to live a very different way. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen it. Yeah. Well, I was even in awe how you were just talking about how you're, it's nice that when you get that foundation semi-established, you know, we always, you're kidding yourself if you think it's forever perfect. But once you have that foundation, something struck me, you said earlier about how you like, you watch like who you let come over, you know, like who you let in your life. It's kind of freeing to like keep yourself from being overloaded. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, see you, friends, I'm never talking to you again. But it is kind of freeing to like know what toxifies you. You know, it's almost like a recovering alcoholic. You're yeah. like, these are the friends or the people or situations I can't be with anymore. I'm not judging them, but I can't be near them anymore. Exactly. And I know not to, in new circumstances, let new people that are in the exact same category. It's about setting boundaries yeah. with people. And, and no one should feel bad about wanting or yeah. needing a certain type of person in your life. Yeah. Like. Well, I'm, like I'm inherently the solitude person. And okay. so like, I find myself going, Oh, I'm supposed to be nurturing this. And like, that's where all that whole self care crap comes into play. Where <laughs> are you truly being, you know, and I think I'm not you, but, uh, inherently like, I don't know if it's, you can go to some Dr. Phil levels of why automatically there's a guilt associated with saying no to people. Like I did this again, I'm keeping referencing my own podcast, but I, I was talking about how there should, there's nothing wrong with saying no to other people's requests. Nope. Obviously, there's a like I I always disclaim this. I'd be I'd like to be a little bit better about saying yes to family and going to see him and all that. But you know, there's nothing wrong with saying no and saying no. And it's, like for some reason, I inherently if somebody asks me to go do something, I feel like I'm like I better have a damn good story as to why I can't go to this concert. You know, and at the end of the day, it's like no. It, yeah, exactly. It, it's it's like no, I don't I don't want to go. But and I'm that guilty guy. Yeah, where I'm like I, I, I was the yes yeah, girl. Yeah. I was the yes girl. That's what led me through this. I yeah. I was. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. Yeah. Yes, I do that. And guess what happens? You're the one broken down. Boom. Yeah. Lose everything. Trust me, it's not worth <laughs> it. Learn to say no. Yeah. If you want to do it, do it. Yeah. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But if your friend needs to move, freaking help them. Exactly. Be a good yeah. person. Yeah, Just be yeah. a good person, damn yeah. it. Follow your heart. Follow your intuition. We all know what's what's good and yeah. bad, right? Just listen to that. Do, I, I just try to live through intention. Like I'm not the person that's going to go do something because they're going to do something for me. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't live my life like that. If I did, I'd probably be a lot further in my career. Yeah. That's the, yeah. <laughs> but, you want to keep morals in this city. It's well, going to, I, I, yeah. want, I don't want to lose myself. For I sure. lost, I, I, I would say that I didn't really have an identity when I moved. Yeah. Here, you know, you like, get, yeah. I really, I was just, eh, okay. Yes, Wasn't it yes, weird? Yes. Not even like just the, the, 
emotional trauma of an ending of a marriage, but it's just so weird. I don't know about you, because we got divorced, not you and I got divorced together. We got <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God only knows the next 10 years. I don't want to hate you. <laughs> but like, we, you and I got divorced about the same time, and you just moved here, and I had moved shortly after, and it feels like, I don't got my shit figured out, but it still feels like an eternity ago. Like, it does. how different, it's just weird to think about. When we were talking to Peter, how... Just, I've known him now for two years, and you've known him for... Four months. Yeah, and you feel like a completely different person. I feel like I've known Peter for 10 years now. Well, that's, that'll, that'll be our segue. Yeah, (laughs) I know. So, I, uh, would you post the book about um, meditation and sounds? Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, anybody that knows me, Jeff Bosley and meditation are like, polar opposites if we were, like all my I friends was are, shocked. yeah exactly and you don't even like you didn't physically like we didn't have never physically met yeah. but like Jeff Bosley said meditation this is yeah. the guy that probably wants to fix stuff with hammers and and um, punch punch things and yeah exactly <laughs> I was like that will make me smarter and better emotionally <laughs> but yeah that was the thing and the way have you met Leonard I don't want to say his last name uh, I think he was Navy anyway, he circles in our some of our same circles okay. um, but he um, he found with uh, for, f- from here on out, if we could say TM, it's Transcendental Meditation. But he came through a veterans program and he had seen, thank God for social media, he had seen, or he was receptive to like what was being said. Like I'm not deceptive, but obviously we don't always put our total face fo- foot forward on online maybe. There's like a hidden, maybe like, oh, he's We all have like a hidden mind. Yeah, like some people are straight minds. up like lying. Other people are like, I don't want the world to see you. I'm in a bad mood. I'll try to put my best face forward. Yeah. But whatever I was doing, he was seeing through my bullshit. <laughs> and <laughs> He knew you were hurting. To his credit, yeah. And to his credit. And I'd actually just might have been hospitalized. I can't remember. But he saw it coming and he goes, um, he texted me. And he said something like, he goes, look, I know you love machinery. I know you like working your brain like a cyborg and all these things. Everything you do is mechanical and fix and A plus B equals C. He goes... Now, if you could make your mind better and more efficient to do all the other stuff more efficiently, wouldn't you want to do that? And I was like, you have my like, attention. You know, it's not like he said if you could turn your brain off and sit on a mountain in a man dress. You know, and he said that, and that was that intrigued me. I was like, okay, if you can make your mind more efficient, I can be more Well, because when people hear meditation, right, they're yeah. like, oh, God, no, I'm yeah. not hippie. Like, what are you guys going to yeah. do to me? Yeah, and so and I, and the reason I've clicked with Peter and, like, actually the David Lynch Foundation is because the like not because they're trying to make a buck but because of the they're truly passionate about helping people and they know they're combating a lot of assumptions and stereotypes and i've done a lot of stuff where like this type a hater of hippie stuff green beret dude does it if he can do it trust us and and I saw your thing, and I, I I didn't know you, and I was like, she's definitely gonna be way better at this than me. Yeah. And sure as hell, I feel like the no. I feel like the the pupil has become the master. No, I, <laughs> like, I, I I I can't say it enough. Like you, I want to say like you helped save my life, like because oh, that was the missing link. For you, me. might that's why I'm to, so, you might get me to cry. No, that's now. why I'm so grateful. Like, it, and it sounds like oh, he introduced me to TM, but no, that's no. Once you get into it, that's not a yeah. small thing. Like. This is transformational. It's life changing. It's so so big that they're changing. Um, like crime rates are going down yeah. in, in certain cities, and edu- you know graduation rates are yeah. soaring. Like well, that, yeah, like the, for those who small. don't know, like they're actually inter- introducing it to like inner city youth and all mm-hmm. that. And for the simplest way to summarize it is, we keep saying it's not like regular meditation. And and I think the correct me what your your assumptions were is everybody assumes meditation is you're supposed to hold up in a corner and your brain is supposed to be silent like seashells. 
of ocean sounds and anything less than that is means you're failing at meditation or you're listening to like chants and yeah. sanskrit yeah exactly like or... if you do any meditation app that sure as hell there's some sort of song or or uh, whatever the gongs or whatever and the thing with the metaphor i love in the guy is his name roth bob roth the book he tours around with hugh jackman all the time i just forgot <laughs> his name um I'm trying to, it's, it's called strength the book is called strength and stillness i know that um, but he, uh, there's a metaphor in there where it talks about, look at a cross section of an ocean, no matter what the surface is like, if you transcend down to the lower levels, things are calm. And it's not that you're trying to, like, if you're going to scuba dive down to that lower level, it's not like you're trying to fight, create the waves from happening. You're like, they're going to happen, but I got to go down. And I read that and I was like, holy shit, that makes sense. Yeah. And so that's what transit for all you listening or curious. That's what's transcendental meditation is, is it, it's embracing that noise and that chaos, but finding a way to kind of through it. And that's why the book is called that, Strength and that's Stillness. That's a beautiful way to put it. The, when the way that I explain it in like very simple terms to people yeah. and why I love it so much is because it's not hippie, weird yeah. stuff. It's very scientific. It's, yeah, very, it's sure. about physiology, right? Yeah. Our whole lives. This is why it worked for me because the bottle up queen, right? Yeah. Hide everything. Um, over the, our lifetimes, we're just like repressing all these emotions yeah. and keeping in all this stress. And by getting to those deep states of relaxation that you're talking yeah. about, what's happening is it's like an onion. We're peeling back yeah. those layers like, oh, this traumatic event that happened. Yeah. Oh, my divorce. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, yeah. all of these layers are just going away. And on accident. On it's accident. not like today is like divorce date. We're going to talk <laughs> divorce at TM today. No. It, it just happens. Like Lynn explained it as in like, I'm like, why am I crying like a baby during yeah. my meditations, right? And why do I feel fine when I'm done? She was like, she basically said something that you're feeling emotional about or having anxiety about during a meditation. You don't know if it's something from when you were five. Yeah. You don't know if it was something yesterday, but it, that doesn't matter because it's all coming yeah, out. Yeah. And it's so cathartic. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's well, and that's the thing is, is that that's because it's it's embracing that chaos. It's acknowledging that your brain is going to be going a million miles an hour. And it acknowledges the things that make us us. Whereas I think a lot of people, all the other other meditations, sounds like we're getting commissioned, but like <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, exactly. we're not making actually veterans this. get this for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're Perfect just very example. passionate about yeah. it. Yeah, but like a lot of people, I think are turned off because like it's it's counter to. Like maybe if you're a Buddhist out in the middle of somewhere Timbuktu where there's literally no sounds other than like a yak and, and water trickling, maybe you can turn your brain off there. Maybe. But like the odds are your brain does not stop. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's I mean, even, yeah, even when your brain, your body dies, your brain is still firing electrically. So yeah. the cool thing about TM is it embraces that and it kind of, it's kind of uses its, your, it uses it as a weapon, if you will. Like it. It takes the things that are against you and actually acknowledge, it embraces them. Like I, that's why the name of the book is perfect. Because it's strength and stillness. Is it? It doesn't have to be this. It, it strength and stillness to me sound like a. Um, I can't remember the word I was just going to use. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, exactly. The point is, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not how I thought meditation was at all. The fact that we, what we were just talking about, it's very easy. And that was almost off-putting. It's like, wait, this is, I yeah. just have to sit here. Well, today's the first time I heard how, how it was going for you. Yeah, it's, I, I didn't expect to have this reaction, trust me. My, my first meditation was in this room. Yeah. And when I got done, um, Peter came back in and I just had tears streaming oh my down God. my face. And it was the most beautiful experience ever and it was all natural i don't need drugs yeah, yeah i don't need anything on the outside all i had was myself and my mind with yeah. nothing no music 
nothing. It's yeah. so natural that it's it's so easy that people just can't comprehend it. Yeah. I think that's what turns people off. But that's why I love it. Yeah, it's, for sure. Yeah, like I think we're in a, in a society where you associate massive success or massive results that have to also come from sort of massive, like I need a Rocky montage with, you know, music videos and all these things to show me growing. And there's some very successful people in the industry that use this. Yeah. 20 minutes in Kelly is changed. Yeah. It's, I think I've, I started in August. I started this in August and it's become a part of my daily routine. I look forward to it and it makes me happy. If I'm having an off moment, I'm like, Oh, I haven't meditated. Yeah. And I love telling because my family laughs. They're all in Oklahoma. They're all conservative. And uh-huh. They don't understand it. They think I'm turning into this weird hippie, you know, <laughs> yeah. person. And I'm just like, oh, I gotta meditate. Can I call you back in 20? That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> and then one thing. And then here's an interesting thing that I hadn't realized until you and I were texting about this is, it's funny. I, the fact I'm going to use the word journey. Everyone's journey is different. In that, for Kelly, this was kind of like a capper to a bunch of stuff you'd already done on your own whereas me i hadn't started shit and this is now this is my foundation so it's transformative the but your kinetic energy i'm still the potential energy of of tm well i'm and, and we're all both gonna get better for sure yeah it's, it's, yeah stops. it's a pyramid or an inverted pyramid but it's still the same amount of volume will fit in it and so like it's a it's it's truly interesting to watch because you're the first person like i've tried to get a lot of people to come and most of them are like okay jeff is the last person I thought would think it, so that means he's insane. Like, I almost did the billboard version of, like, if Jeff can do it, I can Anybody do it. Anybody can do it. It backfired. Yeah. People were like, if Jeff can do it, it's the apocalypse. If I would have told myself who I was a while back that I'd be meditating, yeah. I would have laughed. For sure. No, I just, I'm like, there's no way I can sit there for 20 minutes twice a day yeah. with nothing. Just well, yeah, and that's, with see, I still do struggle, so I'm, I mean, that's why I'm in awe of you. Like, I'm, I'm just, it, like, just... Well, I used to put my phone on air. I, I still do sometimes, but I would put it on airplane mode just to avoid any distractions yeah. every time because I'm like, I don't want that. Like, yeah. Because luckily I have well, I have an addictive personality, but I'd rather be addicted to something healthy like yeah. this than anything else. And yeah, it's it's. Uh, I recommend it. I, I really do. I, I can't I can't say thank you enough for introducing <laughs> me. It's it's. I've, I've shed a lot of tears of oh. gratitude over the last three months. Um, and anyone who's not on this self-help journey will probably just go, oh, God. Yeah. But it's, you know. Well, I say, like, one thing, I mean, I'll tag everything in the description, all that crap. And I I am I was in awe of, like, the book. I forgot his name for the life of me. But, yeah, the Strength and Stillness book because it it was kind of, a, it wasn't the self-help, like, oh, God, roll your eyes, you know, chapter two. I'm all about roll your eyes, self-help stuff. And that's fine, too. I'm not, trust me, <laughs> I have volumes of those books. Um, I'm building a library. Some of them have started, some of them have been restarted, some of them never were cracked open. I almost brought one for you today. I'm still oh, going yeah. to, but I had well, to decide. I would take it Because you. you're going to New York, and I'm like, you can read it on the plane, but I'm going to find one for you um, that, I, that I read in the beginning oh. of my journey. I almost, I just didn't know which one to grab. But oh, that's fine. I might have already. You might, you might have it. Yeah. I go into Bar- I went into Barnes and Noble a few months ago and I just walked in. This is how open I am. They're like, can I help you miss? I'm like, where's your self-help section? <laughs> I got some shit wrong. Where's that one? Um, I'm on the floor. <laughs> She's like, can you buy it? You're not going to fix it while you're here. But yeah, that book was really cool because it's, um, it, it, well, like it has Jerry Seinfeld talking about it. So it has a lot of people that are accessible yeah. and you're like, no shit. And then it also, it doesn't say it's going to fix you. It, and it's, but at the same time, it's not like a, it's not a sales pitch for TM. Obviously, you had to buy the book so that the money goes somewhere. I don't know. But it just kind of lays it out there and says, here's what it is. Here's what people do with it. And I've even since, because I am in, we play in this silly Hollywood, I do, I'm enamored with the people that do do it. And it, it, I'm like, well, 
that's a nice common thread, you know, like well, it works. every, yeah. And you'll hear about these. And again, I kind of also does it a disservice. And we're like, well, someone so celebrity does this. You're like, oh God, great. That, well, make, that makes it, it better. Well, it's, just, it's kind of, I, I mentioned that because when you look at someone who's really successful, yeah. you always look at what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tony Robbins, I think says that yeah. about like, don't reinvent, or was it Dale Carnegie? Somebody. Yeah. One of those famous names says something about, yeah. If, why reinvent the wheel? You no, know, like, you know, like, like thinking grow rich. I think there's a part in there that mentions like that's you know, the one. And I know you like Napoleon Hill. I yeah. think I, I know all this stuff about you from, yeah, from social same. media. <laughs> God, it's like that's why I feel like you're an old friend right now. But it's just like if you you see someone who's really successful in a, in a where you know a field that you want to be successful in, yeah. like what are they doing? Yeah, go do what they do. Like what are, what are they doing to get there? Yeah. There's something to it, yeah. and it's not for everybody. We're all going to find different things that work for us. Some yeah. people's is chain smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Some people's is binge drinking, yeah. which I tell you is not a way to go. No. Um, some people's is church. That's okay too. Yeah. Prayer. I, I pray. I, I meditate. I, I listen to gospel music. I do anything I have to do. To make myself feel better because I'm committed to not, like I said, not going back to how yeah. I was living. Yeah. And I'll do anything. I'll do anything. I'll cut out anybody. I'm like the queen of swords. <laughs> I'm sh- I, I feel no remorse. I'm a, I'm a very kind person. I, I'm nice to everybody. I believe in mutual respect. But I'm not going to be a martyr for somebody else's bullcrap because I feel bad. And I'm, it, it took me a long time to get to this point. I'll still help anybody out. Yeah. I, I feel no a- anger or anything towards anybody. But... I just, I love myself. I find this TM journey has kind of brought me full circle in realizing the importance of, I'm going to say it, self-love. Yeah, I love it. Well, on that note, we'll just end there. That was, <laughs> that was beautifully put. Like, if my dumb mug didn't have to say a few more things, I would just, maybe I'll edit that right to there. Yeah. Fade to black right after Kelly says it. No. Um, so I'll just say this and then I'll let you wrap up. Um, if we've turned you on to it or anything, I'll tag it, but go to the David Lynch Foundation. And if also there's just, I think the generic website, it's called uh, Transcendental Meditation, and you can find there's centers all over the country. It doesn't have to be a David Lynch Foundation. I think, I'm a little biased, but I think we're lucky that we have one here to Absolutely. come to. Like and that was huge. We just learned also that um, they're, they got a lot of funding secured if you're oh, yeah. in the LA area um, for veterans yeah. and they will train you for free. And it's, yeah. expensive if you don't if you don't yeah. do that so take advantage yeah. of that yeah and automatically i know like um i've met people like right off the bat they're like well what do you got to pay for you know is it some sort of like self-help cult book thing or whatever it, it, these people volunteer this stuff for life so kelly and i came here we can come to this center we can go to anyone for that matter yeah. for life uh there's people doing it for life they're doing set all sorts of seminars and there are all sorts of things so obviously the money the money makes the world go round but they are doing a cool thing for vets where before it has to be like a vet had to kind of prove they're in a financial need. Right now it's a vet. That's the discriminating factor. Um, so, and actually I should say you're the second person I've turned on to it, but you're the first person that is like jaw dropping. Um, I trust me, I'm my own jaws dropping. Yeah, it's awesome. So um, I, I, you're way inspiring. Where can people follow and inspire you be inspired by you let me pitch myself yeah. uh, my instagram is at kelly jones underscore k-e-l-l-i-j-o-n-e-s underscore and i actually have my own podcast yeah, which say. jeff is going to come on uh very soon uh it's called down under with kelly and missy it's on itunes and soundcloud so down under with kelly and missy um kelly's k-e-l-l-i missy is m-i-s-s-i-e and we're also on instagram with the same handle Awesome. So that's where I, I try to, I don't do Facebook anymore. I do have a public page, but it's just, it's dying. It's a distraction. It goes <laughs> yeah. back to everything else. Yeah. Like, what am I putting my energy into? What do I want to become? I don't want to be, I'm sorry you're having a bad day and yeah. your fast food isn't what you, what you wanted, but 
I got a mission here. <laughs> I'm in awe of you. I'm, like, I'm running out. I'm glad I was able to ramble for 45 minutes. So I, publicly, thank you. Thank I'm in you. awe of you. I really appreciate this conversation. Cool. Well, thanks. And thanks, everybody, for listening. So I was going to break that up into two different uh, episodes, but that's ju- it's just too good. Um, I hope y'all got at least 20% of what I got out of my conversation with Kelly. Um, it's awesome to see her, to literally face-to-face see her talk about her life and her journey and all that stuff. And uh, I mean, there were times where I was honestly really inspired and uh, she said one thing specifically about me and it it, it was very possibly one of the most heartfelt things I've heard in a while. So it meant a, meant a lot to me, her taking time out of her day. So Kelly, I publicly thank you. And that uh, wraps up <laughs> um, the land of Boz today. It, I Damn good show, if I do say so myself. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's day one of the paid week, so I thank you all for kicking out your eight quarters to listen to this. Um, as always, means the world to me. I am your employee, and... Uh, I will continue doing everything I can to make this show for you uh, because it's it's the product is for you. I am just the uh, dancing puppet that does your uh, bidding. So thank you for all your interaction, your your subscriptions, your belief, your faith, your support in this whole thing. Uh, I'm having a blast doing it. Hopefully you guys are getting something out of it too. So uh, in the meantime, tomorrow is hump day. We will uh, conquer this week. Uh, have a great day, great night, whatever it is. And until then... Go forth, conquer, kick ass, be relentless. Adios.